Are we ready to roll? Man, not a great season. Y'all ready to make this happen? A lot to discuss here as we get this bad boy going. Make sure we are clipped up and ready to go. And away we roll. that just happened. This is the People's Post Game Show. We have a responsibility to the people. What went down? What's up next? Highs and lows, calls and texts. <laughs> Plus, game grades and sound from the head hog himself. If you bleed red, you're in the right place. It's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. All right, getting into it. Good to have you on board and a lot to discuss as we make our way through. This is the People's Post Game Show with you, the people. Funny how that works, right? At the real NWAJB. Do you see the shirt here for the YouTube crew early on today? Yeah, how about them apples? Uh, whiskey does help sometimes. I haven't had any yet for the record, but it may be coming soon. What, we have 90 minutes? I'm thinking after this show wraps up, it's whiskey time. Oh, my goodness, y'all. Just when you thought things had gotten a little quieter, a little calmer, just when you thought it was all starting to settle down in Arkansas Razorback land, and maybe you were bringing the football coach back again, maybe it was all just going to work out exactly the way you wanted it to. I don't, I don't know. If that was your hope, it looked like it was a good week. Heck, if you were the Arkansas athletic director, this was a really good week to get out of town. And that's exactly what Hunter Juracek did. Spent the week sunbathing in the Bahamas. I would too if I could. Are you kidding me? I'll tell you what. Man, that is not whiskey. That is absolutely coffee. Um, this was a disaster today, y'all. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to cut corners. You know, Hunter Juracek, the U of A passing word on to me. Hunter Juracek was there on the sideline. That's great. He flew back. He got there for the end of this. 48 to 14. Missouri body slams Arkansas. If you went to the game like I unfortunately did, because I go to all these games, you saw an, another debacle performance. This is Arkansas Razorback football in absolute freefall mode, y'all. This is a bottoming out in front of our eyes. There's no other way around it. 
and it doesn't fit neatly into some political, you know, cookie cutter little box. Doesn't fit neatly into a holiday gift package. It just doesn't. It's not fun when a team is this bad. It's painful. I don't think anybody wants this to happen. I don't want this to happen. I don't think Sam Pittman or Hunter Juracek want this to happen. And none of y'all listening do either. But you know what? If you stay in denial, if you refuse to acknowledge reality, then you are going to get left behind with whatever that garbage was on the field today at Razorback Stadium. Just atrocious performance. There, there really was no good home performance this year. They were all degrees of bad. I might argue this was the worst performance of the season, but this was an abomination of a home year. The schedule for starters was trash. Then you get into the year, you put in no effort at home. How does this team never get up for home games? How do you explain that? The never getting up for games at home. That doesn't make sense to anybody right now. Definitely doesn't make sense to me. Really, none of it does. The timing of Hunter Juracek's announcement on Sunday afternoon, I felt like at the time, of goaded is the right word, but we kind of baited him into that a little bit. I needed something straightforward. We didn't get that out of Hunter Juracek. We got the offhanded tweet. There was no press conference. He didn't put himself in front of guys like me. They don't want guys like me in the room, let alone giving us a, you know, a, a little more information. Oh, my goodness. The truth? Nobody should have the truth. We're going to hide behind cl- closed doors. We're going we're gonna to pull it off like the Kremlin. You'll need to know when we tell you. You'll need to know when you know. Okay. And then what happens? It goes absolutely worst case scenario. And we talked about this on the morning show during the week. Check it out. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. at The Real NWHAB. Every last one of you, fantastic to support us in the first three months of the new show. Basketball season. I know it was a rough weekend in the Bahamas. Hogs lose two out of three, but it's regular season. Long way to go. That's more of a January, February, certainly a March-oriented sport. We'll be all right in the long run on that. Right now, we got a dumpster fire in our hands. we got to put the fire out here, or this thing's going to burn so badly to the ground, we're not going to be able to go games at Razorback Stadium anymore. I want to go to games there. You want to go to games there? You let this thing keep burning, it's over. This is bad. This is really bad, what we're seeing out of this football program, out of its political hierarchy. And, and you know the U of A doesn't want a guy like me out there saying this stuff right now. But how am I not going to tell you this stuff? You're seeing it. I'm seeing it. Anybody who doesn't see how poorly Arkansas football is playing right now, it's not a question of seeing it. It's a question of denying it. You're refusing to acknowledge the obvious. And that makes you more than a little bit crazy. It really does. If you're just really hoping for Sam Pimmon and that old cold beer by the lake, and one day it might happen, and that's more important to you, keeping him employed in the big money at the helm of this sinking ship than, you know, fixing it, maybe getting some passengers out of the ship, then, I mean, I guess we deserve what we get here, right? This is bad. I don't see a Razorback football team with any fire, with any passion, any commitment to detail. It's a really hard thing to be a good football team. I'm not telling you it's easy. I couldn't be a football coach. It's hard enough for me to try to be a high school player. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the guy who's going to tell you how to go Nick Saban with it, 
how to go, you know, Dabo Sweeney with it even. I would take that right now. I'm not the guy who's going to go Bill Belichick with it for you. I'm just not. But I can tell you what I see is somebody who's consumed sports for most of his life in his 40-plus years on this planet. And I, won't, I won't call out the kiddo years and call that part of it, but as somebody who watches sports for a living and talks about it for a living, I know when teams have got it, and I know when they don't, and I think a lot of our listeners know, know that too from their commitment to sports because it's a lifestyle. I know that. Absolutely it is. If you watch sports with any kind of regularity, you're watching – a Razorback team right now that doesn't fit into the equation. This football team doesn't play hard. They don't compete. They don't go for it, really, with any kind of tenacity on offense. The O-line is a is a debacle. The receivers got worse as the year went on. How does Hunter Juracek put out that statement saying the team was excited to play for Pittman again, and then three days later in – you know, your last meaningful game of the year, chance to make the fans feel like, all right, well, maybe Sam Pittman is the guy. All of a sudden, you, you fall flat in your face like it was Auburn all over again. I mean, to me, that was an indictment of the coach of the highest order, the way the team played in this game. And that says an awful lot. When the way you play is tangible, the people watching the game, people like me, you're in big trouble because most of the time, it's tangible that you're putting in the effort. Like, even when Brett Bielema's teams were not winning games, you felt like you were getting the full effort. You know what I mean? His players understood what it took to at least make it to the next levels. Why he produce so many NFL players? This team, I don't see any of that. I just don't. And K.J. Jefferson hurt. Looked like he really hurt his lower leg in the first quarter. That didn't help today. I mean, the Luke Haas injury didn't help early in the year either. None of this stuff helps, but it's real life, and it's what happens. And that's part of, you know, the high stakes of being a big-time football coach is you're the guy, come hell or high water. And I think, you know, high water has definitely risen here in Fayetteville. This was uh, this is another sad day. Stadium attendance was poor at best, maybe 50,000. A lot of Missouri fans made the trip. They're not very friendly folk, but that's okay. Um, how do you expect people to be friendly when they're on the road? But that fan base was focused. They came in. And that team was angry. I mean, Eli Drinkwitz, you can say what you want about Eli Drinkwitz, maybe rubbing some folks the wrong way or, you know, he's a little rough around the edges. He's not the most likable guy. That's all true. But he is a decent football coach. And he's got better and better. And he got a heck of a running back in in Schrader. That kid, number seven. I mean, we are all going to be haunted in our dreams tonight. The tailback. For Missouri is a sensational football player. A lot of bursts. Uh, he hits the hole like he wants to win the play. And he is breaking tackles. And he had 192 yards rushing in the first half. 200 plus for the game. Just diced up the Arkansas defense all game long. Brady Cook, I mean, he's not great. But Arkansas made him look like a potential Heisman Trophy guy. It's not good right now, y'all. This team is not playing for the coaching staff. It's not. It seems like it has no interest in playing for the coaching staff. And when a team quits on the coach and the staff, especially days after the athletic director reendorses that coach and staff, talks about how committed you are, it at least reeks of deep, deep, deep dysfunction. That is at the least what we are seeing right now. And on a much bigger level, I think what we're seeing is propaganda. I think the athletic director's in some trouble now himself, 
and he's going to have to do something. I don't know if we're going to see it done tonight. I, I haven't heard anything yet. I mean, I'm, I'm watching my phone, and we got computers and screens. I'm looking for alerts tonight. So, please, if somebody has real information, pass it along. Otherwise, I don't need it. But I would not be surprised if Sam Pittman doesn't make it to Monday's press conference. I mean, that's where we're at right now. Uh, the team looked just a hot mess. You had no competitiveness, like we said, offensively. Defensively, a little bit in the first half, but then real quick, given up in the second half. Special teams been dysfunctional for four years. Scott found his Sam's boy. It doesn't mean he's a good coach. Isaiah Satania with a just inexcusable kick fumble off the helmet. I mean, the whole team was unprepared to play this football game. They looked like they just had Thanksgiving dinner. They looked completely turkey hungover. That's what they looked like. Like they just had a massive meal. And now they left us all with a case of indigestion. I mean, it is bad right now. And we're not even getting into the behavioral problems today. I mean, how about the team fighting, all game fighting, not in the game, not in the game, not in the game out there on the field, but instead what you saw was Arkansas fighting amongst itself and with the Missouri players on the sidelines. A lot of dirty stuff, a lot of tomfoolery going on. We saw a scissor kick move. That got one of the guys ejected. What was it, 56? The rest were confused on the numbers. I think 56 was kicked out once they sorted that out. I know Gregory, number 50, punched a guy in the back of the helmet. That's just a dumb move because you punch a guy, and he's a smarter guy than that. But you punch a guy in the helmet with your hand? What are you doing? That's You're going to hurt your hand. But that was a cheap shot. Um, Arkansas wasn't ready to play this game. Wanted to turn it into some kind of fight in an alley. And you know what? Eli Drinkwitz and his team came in here organized and like they wanted a 10th win and to send a message, you know, to the folks in Arkansas that they're the success story right now. And so you look back a few years at those coaches, right, who were out there, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri, Mike Leach, right, was the other one at Mississippi State, RIP there. And then, of course, Sam Pittman at Arkansas. I mean, the winners right now look like Kiffin and Drinkwitz. And truthfully, I feel like Drinkwitz more of a long-term guy. So um, Missouri has got it rolling. Oklahoma and Texas are joining the SEC, and Arkansas has now seen its athletic director, who was more interested in spending time in the Bahamas this week than he was being here on campus dealing with his dumpster fire of a football program, which essentially is like needle, right? Literally, like uh, Nero fiddling while Rome, or Fayetteville in this case, burns to the ground. I mean, that's, that's what it's like. Almost like you're going to check out, no presser, one tweet and we're good to go. Not so fast, my friend. The big concern left out there, the place where you were exposed, was a debacle performance like this. And I don't know if Sam Pittman, I give him a reassurance. I'm going to coach my butt off. We're going to we're going to show you how much I want to be here. Whatever he said to Hunter did not come to fruition. And now Hunter Juracek is, is staring at a lot of job insecurity himself. And he is in a spot where he is going to have to make some big-time decisions coming up here real, real soon, if not tonight or tomorrow in the near future, because you can't sell this moving forward, y'all. You can't sell it. And it's not about feelings. And I'm sorry to, to have to break it to you, but I'll be the guy because somebody's got to do it. This is about winning and making money, okay? That's what it's about. This is about self-identity, especially in the SEC, especially in a state like Arkansas, where the only show in town and you can't treat it like it doesn't matter. No offense to Eric Musselman, and I love basketball. No offense to Mus and the Razorback basketball program in the Bahamas. I'd love to be in the Bahamas too. 
You can't be there this week if you're Hunter Juracek. That doesn't even make sense. You got to be out here this week in front of people if you're re-endorsing the coach, which truthfully I didn't think made any sense last week. He watched a game against FIU, and he treated it like it was the Super Bowl, and then he came out and said the team looked great. They didn't look great. They were losing in the first half against a terrible FIU team. I don't know what he saw in that game, but to come out like he did last week, why not wait till the season's over, Hunter? I don't get that move. That's where you start to lose me. And so he's tangled up in buyouts and contracts and whatever the reason is people want to offer for why Hunter Juracek didn't make the move or recommitted to Sam Piven, whatever that was last week. I get all is up for grabs right now. It's got, it's got to be revisited. If the board of trustees or anybody associated with this football program gives a damn about its future, you can't stay the course. This is gross. This is terrible. You're not selling tickets now. You will not sell season tickets going into next year. You'll sell some. You'll sell a handful, but you won't sell very many. Maybe you'll sell 20, 25,000 tickets. There's some suckers down the block I'd like to meet you. There's not a lot of shows in town, right? They'll go to the movies. They'll go to the football game. We all want a piece of the rock concert. Heck, tailgating will never die. But that said, the football program right now feels like it's dying. And Sam Pittman, thanks for the memories, buddy, and all four years of it. But whatever good he did in getting things going again after Chad Morris essentially tanked the whole thing, um, we're back at the bottom of the ocean again right now. Because you're getting your rear end kicked mercilessly by everybody you play. And that, to me, is intolerable. All right? Intolerable. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I can't believe Sam Pittman's got a press conference we're going to listen to. What on earth is he going to say now? Then kind of your check will take the mic from him. Oh, man. Uh, calls to come. Your thoughts, Twitter, Facebook, however you want to do it. Thank you so much for listening. If you're making your way home, drive safe, please. It's dark out there. We're all frustrated. Life is good. It's all going to be okay. We're talking sports here, right? Get home safe. On the YouTube, Podbean Live, all the rest of it. Josh Bertaccini, TV Media, Funko Studio, People's Post Game Show. Coming right back. the square in Fayetteville. Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hawks! 
If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles, affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, Peg Suey. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave, proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business cards, show signs, and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. 
When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a Team B Media production. Feels a little eastery almost, doesn't it? On the comeback. Of course, all musicology here on the real NWHAB and all TB media productions. Copyright protected. We've got those artists who've contributed to the cause, and that's part of what makes it fun, right? Spreading the love on the the local music, the local business. We got the sports in a tough spot right now. Arkansas Razorback football. Man, four and eight this year, one and seven in the SEC. You're four and twelve in the SEC in the last two years, and your football coach had one winning season in four years. That's regular season in four years. So, based on that general stuff, you would think it's probably not going to be your coach anymore. This today was Auburn part two, my friends. This today was was gross, and this is not moving forward. What I think a lot of people anticipate. Arkansas Razorback football looking like. Now, how do you make it not look like this? How do you get it into a better place again? These are the things that we can discuss. And I think certainly a cleaning of the house would be in order for Arkansas Razorback football right now. And if the AD doesn't want to do that, then maybe it's because he's got his sale already attached to the other sale, and they're going in the same direction? Maybe that's it, huh? Because whatever it is right now is is not working. It is most definitely not working. Arkansas Razorback football having its issues. The Hogs have certainly, as the year has gone on, been more and more apparently one of the worst coach teams in the conference. Sam Pittman time and again showing an inability or an unwillingness maybe to call timeouts. I don't know, but there's been a lot of instances of, of him going through the motions, you know, trying to figure it out while the game's been going on. And and you can't have that in a head coach. You just can't have that. It's inexcusable. You can't be learning on the fly. That's not a way to win games, period. And look, Arkansas comes out in this game. It's a beautiful day. You would think with the fans, at least in the house, there were probably 30, 40 Razorback, you know, 1,000 Razorback fans. There were probably 10, 20,000 Missouri fans. What did they announce the attendance as? A million people? Probably a million and a half people. You can't trust the Kremlin on that one, that's for sure. What are we going to trust them on? Not that. But you're down 10-0 after one. You're down 
20 zip at the break, and then it got way worse. Third quarter, if you thought this team had given up in the first half, what the heck is that out of halftime? At home, you get outscored 21 nothing. That third quarter there is, is an indictment of the highest order. Just awful. You're down 41 to nothing until you score a couple of timeouts in you know, the fourth quarter of run-the-clock-out city, and then Missouri scores one. And so you take the 48-14 to 14 uppercut to the chin, and you, you try to digest it. It's tough right now, I know. Jacoby Criswell got a lot of run. These are not the circumstances I think we wanted to see them under. I think we wanted to see his run be more centered around, you know, getting a chance from the jump. I thought he looked a little bit like a deer in headlights, not quite ready to go. 12 for 20 out of Jacoby in this game. And, I mean, for a guy who's played already a little bit this level and is going to have to play a lot more next year, what, 15 carries for – he got hit a lot in the backfield. It's a tough number. But 15 carries for 29 yards. Now, Criswell was tough today. He took a licking. He gave up the fumble late. First chance to play extensively. I think he had a lot of rust there. I'm kind of surprised – that he didn't get a chance to play earlier in the season. But uh, K.J. Jefferson, you know, just obviously hurt badly on the sprained ankle. We did see him on the sideline and then kind of shuffle back and forth to the tent. It's uh, It's been a rough go of it for K.J., who now has a year of eligibility left on the table. You believe that? One year of eligibility still out there for K.J. Jefferson. So if you wanted him back for another year, I mean, you can have him if he wants to come back. And I don't know what his NFL upside is right now at all, really, frankly. I mean, K.J. Jefferson is most likely in a spot where he's better served by getting the heck out of Dodge, by just calling it a day. But, um, man, what a tough day for Razorback fans. Announced crowd here. Here we go. 59,847. Probably wasn't too much less than that, truthfully. Maybe 52, 53. You know they're going to pump it up a little bit. Um, that's more of a real number. That's better than saying 71,000 for FIU when it was, you know, 30,000 at best. But not a lot to write home about. Hogs couldn't throw the ball, almost inefficient in every area offensively. Although I will say that Isaiah Augustov is pretty decent. He's got some moves, little 23, 15 carries in this game for 80 yards. There's something there. Dom Johnson. Five for 56. Why didn't they find that duo earlier? Who knows? Obviously, Rocket Sanders didn't play. He's another guy who could come back to school for another season, potentially. I wonder whether or not that's the right move there. I think there's a component of, you know, you're going to wait and see there, too. So, I don't know. Johnson and Zay, that's, you know, Johnson's already been here for, what, seven years, eight years? He might be a doctor at this point. I think he's gone. But Zay Augusta is back barring something in the transfer portal. And look, if there's a change right now in the coaching staff and players leave the program, that's just part of a, you know, a bigger culture picture. That's all that is. Other runners, KJ, two for 22 before he got hurt. He got hurt on that 22-yard run. What happened to A.J. Green this year? Went off a cliff productivity-wise, four carries or four yards. Andrew Armstrong, four for 40. Thought he was the best receiver this year, but that didn't do a ton for you. Tesla, two catches. Um, Augusta, three caps out the backfield, so 18 for 88 total numbers. So few positive things here, right? And this is the offensive side of the ball. I think you go to the defensive side of the ball, 
And I mean, you got player ejections left and right. You know, Eric Gregory hitting the guy in the back of the head. You're scissor kicking another player. And obviously Razorback fans are going to blame the refs because that's part of the shtick. I get it. It's all their fault. Just like the losses in the Bahamas. It's never the roster. It's never the team. It's always the zebras, right? Not for everybody, but for a lot of people. What the heck were they doing with some of those cheap shots out there? You look uncoached. You look like you have behavioral problems. Hawks had zero sacks in this game. For all the fisticuffs, for all the fighting, for all the nonsense on the sidelines, you had zero sacks. Wow. Five tackles for loss as a team. Are you kidding me? Two tackles for loss for John Morgan, who also was one of the guys ejected. (laughs) Tackles for loss for Missouri. 13. What an incredible number. Just makes you nauseous as a Razorback fan. Five sacks for Missouri. How is Sam Pittman your head coach and his specialties in offensive line? And the offensive line has more holes in it than a slice of Swiss cheese. You tell me how that's possible. Somebody, please, tell me how that's possible. Oh, my goodness. Um, let's, let's carry on the conversation. Arkansas Razorback football, 4-8, and eight, difficult spot. Not where anybody wants uh, to see this thing at, but it's where you are at. And uh, look, Hunter Juracek back in town, was in the Bahamas kicking it. After doubling down on the social media last week, he wasn't going to let his travel plans, you know, be wrecked by what was going on with the football program. He was going to make sure that he got his suntan on, that that happened. And good for him. Because I think, you know, in life, there's a lot of things that can make you unhappy. There's a lot of things that can make you, you know, miserable. And one of them (laughs) clearly can be losing. And if you don't want to be around losing, then get out of town. Who needs it, right? Who needs it? All right. uh, We're going to get you some Sam Pittman sound here in just a few. Press conference wrapping up there. So I want to play that in its entirety as we can. Good eight, nine minutes. Sam was not up there. For very long at all. Uh, let's do a couple calls as we work it through as well. My guy Dennis in Silent Springs. Been a minute. Big D, how are you? Good to hear you, my friend. Hey, always good to talk to you, Josh. And I hope you and the family had an amazing Thanksgiving. You too, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners. Dennis, uh, you take a minute here or two. Air, airways are yours. What do you see and, and what do you do? So you come into the season, you've got a preseason all SEC quarterback and running back. You've got one of the deepest running back stables you've seen in a while and rocket sanders the kid from missouri today rushed for as many yards today as rocket sanders did all season uh and other running backs had successful seasons and it all points to the offensive line uh if hunter is committed to bringing sam back uh sam needs to come back without cody kennedy there's no way in the world cody kennedy should survive the weekend at the university of arkansas that has been between KJ holding the ball entirely too long in the pocket and not having a pocket due to a porous offensive line. The offensive line has been the major ill, the major issue of this offense the entire season. Uh, I know we need, need new OC, and I know uh, Dan Enos was a scapegoat. But boy, I, me personally, I think Cody Kennedy has been in the crosshairs all season long, and I don't see there's any way. He's still on this staff come Monday morning. 
I mean, that's a pretty good take across the board, Dennis. And that's how you do it on the postgame show. The, the the host gives you a minute or two. You took 90 seconds, exactly the right distance, and you knock it out the park. O-line's a mess, right? Cody Kennedy has got to go. And I think special teams needs to get put into that, too. At the least, massive staff changes. But for some reason for me, and I try to be more conservative on things like this. You know that. I don't like screaming for coaches. But football's our cash cow here. I mean, it is in my line of work. And I talk to local business owners all the time because I'm in the advertising business. And local business owners are agitated because they've lost a lot of money on the football team. Certainly with some of the apathy last year and then this year. I mean, you had a couple games. Mississippi State, there were not 50,000 people there. FIU, there weren't 30,000 people there. Today, definitely not 60. Lance is calling from Bentonville. Lance, how are you? Hey, Josh, I'm doing well, my friend. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I did. Hope you did, too. Same as Dennis. You're one of my guys. You get a couple minutes here. 90 seconds, we'll call it. Uh, what do you make of the program, and what do you do right now if you're under your check? For Dennis's point, I think we all know that the O-line is just it's just horrendous. Um, you know, all year long, KJ's been running for his life. Jacoby was running for his life today from the minute he got in there. I mean, these guys were jumping across the line. We didn't even got the ball in his hands yet, and they're already in the backfield. I mean, that, that sums that up. But here's, here's an interesting point. You know, Eli Drinkowitz and Sam were hired at the same time, if I recall correctly. And there was all these corny jokes about Eli, you know, in the first year he didn't do very well. Well, guess what? He's built a program up from the ground up, and now he's a solid program. Where are we at? We've gone downhill from the, but the point in time that, uh, that, that Sam got here. You know, the second year we did very well. We just continued to go downhill. Um, whether it's massive staff changes or whatever it's got to be, I mean, you, you saw there was, a, there was a, a graph they put up at one point in time, and it talked about all the things that Arkansas needed to be successful last year. I mean, they listed just about every position on the team was going to need help to be a successful program next year. I mean, Sam, if Sam's your guy next year, um, the things we've seen out of Sam this year in terms of his ability to make change on the fly, his ability to adapt, all the things that we need, I mean, I, I, I just don't see it happening. And I, and I just, I'm a little loss of words for what Hunter's thinking. I, I just, you have to be. You have to be, Lance. And, and, and I, you know, it shows how much of, an, of a likable guy Sam Pittman is. That somebody like you, somebody like Dennis, some of the many folks who are listening, responding, talking up in arms tonight, still entertain the thought, right? And thank you for the call, Lance. Outstanding stuff out of you tonight. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the fam. But the fact that y'all are entertaining the thought of him coming back and being your head coach again, that blows my mind. And I'm not saying Lance or Dennis really leaned on that thought, but they both threw it in there, right? First two callers tonight, giving you a little bit of love there for Sam Pittman. That's a weird place for me to be right now. It's a weird place for me to visit. Is it Danny in Bentonville? Yeah, Dan. Dan, how are you, brother? Fire hey, away. There is yours. I'm doing good. Hey, <clears throat> yeah, I in no way want Sam to come back, but let's say that money is an issue. I mean, is this out of the realm of possibility? What if he stepped down and just took over the O-line coach uh, and then we brought in another head coach um, to take, you know, to do that? I mean, is that crazy idea or – 
mean, you wouldn't I mean, have to. Well, I mean, look, that, that, that's you're not the first person who said that to me, Dan, and I don't think it's a a crazy <clears throat> thought when you look at his resume and his career work on the O line, but it almost feels like whatever mojo he was working with before, he's not working with that now. And I don't know if it was the players at Georgia or what, <clears throat> but their O line is so bad right now. I don't even know if I'd want to go in that direction. Plus, if you keep the guy as like a demoted figure, you're just going to make it so weird every day. You know what I mean? I just, it's a good thought again. It would be weird. Definitely. You know, maybe you make him some kind of consult in the future for brand purposes. There's a way to do it there, I think, Dan, without, you know, doing him dirty. And thank you for the call, too. I just don't think that's realistic at this point. I think you need to clean house. I think you need a fresh start. I think you need a new voice. And this idea that there are no good candidates out there, right? There are no good candidates. You can't find anybody. Who wants the job? Well, a lot of people want the job. And, you know, who's out there? Everybody's out there. Theoretically, I don't like this idea of nobody's out there. Nobody wants this job. Fayetteville is a top five, you know, no argument, top ten place to live. And you're in the SEC where big time happens and you're the center of the college sports universe, if not the sports universe, I just, um, I don't see it like a lot of people do this idea that Arkansas fans have to settle that they've got to just, you know, take it easy. It'll all be okay. Eventually down the road. I, I don't know. I, I think you have to be more aggressive. I think you have to be more demanding of answers and accountability Certainly as fans. I don't think you want to go blind faith here, y'all. I don't think that's the way to go. I think you want to be demanding. And I think you want to hold the powers that be accountable. And certainly, you know, that's that's my thing here is, is hold them accountable. Let's get some answers. Can we find Hunter Yurchek? I was told by an unnamed source at the U of A that he was on the sideline in the second half, that he flew back for the game. It might have been cutting it a little close, but he got there and Okay, that's fine. Brian is calling from Tiny Town. Brian, how are you, buddy? Uh, you know, I'm I'm indifferent now. It's uh the You're conversation. indifferent. Okay. Well, f- happy Thanksgiving and fire away, brother. The airs the airwaves yeah. are yours. What what do you do with this team right now? I'll put you in Hunter's shoes. What do you do? So, if I'm Hunter, I'm not bringing Sam back. I don't think you can at this point. It's it's like we were talking several weeks ago now that uh, he was the right guy at the right time in the right situation. But if you keep him around long enough, you're going to be in that right back where you are when you started. So all that goodwill that you had of bringing in the guy that wants to be here, he won the press conference. Everybody was behind him. He had a great year. And then all of a sudden now here we are, we're sitting worse than really right back where we were. Like we're not, any better than we were with the the previous coach that I won't mention. And uh, the worst part of it is the part of the team that was the weak link was the part that is his bread and butter. Like that just can't happen. Period. Yeah. Well, look, here's my thing, Brian, too. And and I want another thought out of you here. I'm not going to let you go just yet, but how are so many people still all for him coming back? And like everybody, I mean, it's a minority, I know, but one out of three, one out of four, even tonight, I'm reading this responses, chat room, social media. There's a chunk of folks, even if they're a vocal minority, Brian, and you know it's true, who still just like him. And they want it mm-hmm. to be about feelings. And I think, unfortunately, 
when you lean on the emotions and the feelings, you end up settling for mediocrity. And it feels like right now they're not even mediocre, Brian. It feels like they're bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm all for bringing in a coach with a specialty because Sam's specialty was the O-line, right? Well, swing mm-hmm. and a miss on that one. <laughs> yep. That's it. I mean, that's the, I was after the announcement last week of uh, he's our guy, we're moving forward. I was on board to give it a shot. And then even like before kickoff today, I was like, this is the easiest pregame speech to ever give of you have absolutely nothing to lose. They have everything to gain. So go out there and punch them in the mouth. That may have been the, you know, thinking about it, that may have been the speech he gave them because that's really all they wanted to do was go out there and physically fight instead of fight for the game. So. Brian, it's a uh, it's a, it's a good call all the way around. Okay, I appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, whatever the speech was, it wasn't better than Eli's speech. Man, his boys came out ready to fight. They were ready to go. Let's keep the calls moving. Nate, dog Springdale, what's up, Nathan? How are you? Good, JB. Hi. How's it going? Other than Man, bad, we made. <laughs> right. Well, we made it through a football season, so it is possible. Um, we're, we're, we're glad to uh, we're, we're glad to hear your voice here on the post game time. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna wind up the clock here. I'm gonna give you a minute or so. What do you make of what's going on? But all right, I, I got 45 seconds for you. I'll go fast. It's very very simple. Hunter has two choices. He can eat crow like a big man and backtrack and go ahead and fire Sam, mm-hmm. or he can be too stubborn and move forward with Sam and then it's going to be a train wreck next year. And at that point, he's putting both their jobs on the line because it's not going to work. So my question is, is is Hunter a big enough of a man to sit there and say, I screwed up. I shouldn't have said anything. I should wait. Or not. It's that simple, Joby. Right. Well, I mean, it really is, Nate. And I'll say this too, and I like how you phrase that. It's hard to eat crow. That is a grown-up thing to do. You know, admitting you're wrong, you think about, oh, when you're wrong, that's something kids do. You're wrong, I'm right. But really admitting you're wrong and being okay with it is about as mature as a human being can be. And it doesn't mean that Hunter Juracek was wrong four years ago, Nate, like you said very astutely. We're talking about being wrong, jumping the gun three days ago or four days ago. What was that? He sounded a little hyper when he put that out. It sounded like he was trying to, to, to hush the – you know, the commotion, it did not work. The timing was bad. I said it then. Now it looks just atrocious. You've got to readdress where you're at. I agree, Nate. And thank you for the call, too. You've got to reassess where you're at. Just because a few days ago you saw a path forward with Sam Pittman doesn't mean that that path exists any longer. In fact, right now, I don't think that path is out there. I think that path is is already come and gone. Do we have Sam Pittman sound? I think we got Sam. So we're going to play you that now. This is interesting stuff. Arkansas Razorback football blasted at Razorback Stadium, 48 to 14. This is like Auburn part two. This was the, this was a team that just didn't seem like it wanted to be out there. Of course, Hunter Juracek putting out the statement just a few days ago that Sam Pittman's his guy, talking about the team being excited to have them back. And then this is the kind of performance that you go out there and get. It's uh, it's troubling to say the least, but that's where you're at. And that's what you're dealing with here as we move it forward. 
The powers that be at the U of A right now, my friends, not happy campers. How could they be after that went down? Let me cut this live in, okay? We're going to get you. Are we just, okay, we're just after doing this thing live. This is just a few minutes ago. Here you go, as promised, Sam Pittman, post-game sound. Let's do it. Congratulate Missouri. Uh, we knew they had a really good football team, a uh, physical football team, and and uh, they played a really good game today, and obviously we did not. Uh, but congratulations to them, and they were a physical team, and running backs really good, and um, we had a hard time, couldn't stop him. And, uh, and uh, I'll be ready for questions. Yeah. Sam, could you fill us in on it looked like KJ looked like his left knee, and then obviously that was that was uh, Jacoby's first extended time. Just I know it was rough sledding for him against that defense. Just what just well, could you fill us in on KJ and then what you thought of Jacoby's well, game? KJ uh, hyperextended the knee. I don't think that it, it's going to be bad. Bad. Uh, matter of fact, he was trying to come back, and this had another we gave him until halftime, and uh, I didn't want to put him. He was he was. He was not going to be full speed, and I uh, didn't want to put him back out there at that point. He, he said he wasn't, wasn't able to go, but he certainly tried to go. Uh, Jacoby, you know, he's tough. I, th I thought he, he uh, uh, played extremely hard, but he just didn't have any time to throw the football. I mean, none, uh, nor did uh, KJ for that matter. Um, but, you know, we got beat up front, O-line. We gave up a sack by a running back. We, we, he gave up a sack on a hot, on a empty protection, Jacoby himself. So, uh, but we just never, he, he never had any time to throw the football. So it'd be hard to judge his performance, but he, you could say he was tough and very gritty. As rough as that was. How could that maybe help him? Just that experience, you know, moving forward. He's a comp you saw, you know, he's a competitor, and uh, so, um, and he's and he's athletic and things of that nature, and and uh, and tough. Uh, I thought he did a nice job of leading leading the team. Uh, obviously, um, uh, in the fourth quarter, he let us let us down to a couple touchdowns to a uh, nice touchdown pass. Um, but it's really hard to judge him other than. Uh, his character and his toughness to continue to get up and, and play. Yeah, Coach, with uh, Hunter giving you his backing for next year and just generating, trying to generate some momentum going into the offseason, with this performance, how how do you generate that um, going into the offseason? I don't know. Somebody else. Coach, I think have uh, had another so solid day, but I think we had two carries in the first half. Would you like to get him more involved early on? Yeah, I thought we we would. The problem is when you have when you have reads, when you have um, um, quarterback run to run, and when we called a, a lot of plays to him, but basically what they were doing, they were knifing the end and and running the willy out, which is a normal thing for our uh, for. Um, uh, any defense. Um, and so Jacoby was seeing that raid taken away from him. So he was, and KJ and was pulling the ball. So, um, we did have runs called for him. Uh, just, they were taken away with the read. I think the CBS broadcast mentioned that you could have an OC as, as soon as next week. Is that right? And do you have a timeline on when you might like to have an OC hired? Well, I hope so because the portal comes open, you know, on Friday and uh, uh, next Friday. So 
you know, obviously with the kids that we have that are committed, I think the, the you want to be right, but you also want to be uh, as fast as you possibly can. You know, you would like to get some guys in here maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, so they could talk to the kids uh, before uh, we need to go out on the road. But I don't know if that's possible or not, but obviously we've been in conversations with several several different people. Speaking of speed, do you expect to have like exit interviews like pretty quick after this? Yeah, uh, Trey, we're going to have um, um, uh, Monday. We're going to start with those. Um, obviously, we have a staff, uh, uh, team meeting at 4 o'clock on Monday. Um, but we're going to start talking about with the guys that are plus one that have some type of, of – uh, uh, NFL ranking, and we'll go through there first with those guys. You know, starting with the, the Florida game, it's been a difficult close for the defense. I mean, what has has anything we you've talked about tackling, but anything else specifically yeah, changed? You, think? you know, we've we've made some mental mental errors. I mean, we cut the tight end loose twice, and uh, uh, you know, third and nine, and so we I don't think we've added and things of that nature, but since and 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 Florida, you know, scored thirty six, I think, too. You know, so um, uh, it was a tackling issue. I think more today. You know, they were cracking uh, uh, with the uh, wide receiver, and we we our replace guy. We you know whether it be the corner or whether it be the safety, we just weren't getting there, and they were getting right outside on the edge, and we weren't handling the edge at defensive end and. And they were cracking inside down on first force and and our corners were gonna to have to make plays or our safeties and we never you know, we did the second half, the second half, but really more in the second half we were getting penetration uh in there to the beginning of the second half, but we didn't give our defense any chance then because, you know, we t had two or three turnovers, bam, bam, bam in a row and uh they came out and fought, but uh, you know, you can't can't beat anybody with five turnovers and and uh that's what happened there. You spoke about wanting the fight from your team. I'm guessing a little too much fight there in the second quarter and also wondering if you could share maybe you got the whole team together after the altercation, what the message was uh, after the well, scuffle. Just we're not coming off the bench. You know, that's the main thing. If you just keep the guys on the field, uh, the officials can handle all that kind of stuff. But coming off the sideline or having problems when they get on the sideline, you know, obviously – uh, the quarterback was hit late, out of bounds, and then uh, their their offensive line came in to our bench, and you know, uh, and then we retaliated, and and uh, we can't have that. But um, no, then it went on to the field. I'm glad. I think we got it stopped fairly quick, you know, and all those things. Both uh, Eli and myself, and and our people, I felt like got it stopped pretty quick. But uh, you know, it just escalated. Rivalry it escalated into. Um, on our sideline. I think they had some problems over on theirs as well. Hey, Sam, so it was 20 to nothing at halftime. What were you thinking then? Still in the game? And we, you know, we got the ball back, you know, but... All right, we're, we're going to call it there. We're not getting much more, I think, out of Sam at this point. So uh, on that note, we need to take ourselves a quick commercial break. We're going to do that. We'll come back from the break, and we'll take you through some of the Moments that stood out, not only in the game today, but from the season itself. Arkansas Razorback football, what 
a tough spot to be in for the athletic department moving forward. You got a fan base that is up in arms over a football team that has uh, crashed and burned. Wow. My goodness. One break. Come back just a few minutes and we'll work it towards the close. You are listening to People's Post Game Show. Stream it live, YouTube, Podbean, live at our website, therealnwajb.com. And uh, you're phenomenal for making this happen. We're going to send it out to the podcast universe shortly after we wrap it up. So however you listen to your podcasts, you'll have that audio option as well. Final break coming right back. People's Post Game Show with JB. More after this. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. We're live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, pig suey. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. 
Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business cards, show signs, and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about brewskis on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskis has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskis Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. making this thing happen alongside us and we appreciate the heck out of every last one of you as we make it happen your people's postgame show is not done this is not the end of the season end of the football season but not the end of the sports year so let's uh let's remember we got our basketball postgame shows coming up around the corner some phenomenal folks you will hear locally supporting that bad boy 100 local here on the advertising team b media making that thing happen along with you fine folks, each and every morning on the real NWAJB. And then these post-game shows, right, on the air, what, 10, 12 minutes after every game wraps up on Saturdays all year. We're in our closing bit now, and I bet you local radio has, has like, not even gotten to its post-game show. That's kind of ridiculous. So there you go. You're jumping, the, uh, you're jumping the line on that. And that's what we're here for, right? Uh, calls tonight have been mostly concerned, if not dismissive, of Sam Pimmon and Hunter Juracek. I think we're at a crossroads here with Hunter Juracek. Does he want to fix this thing, or does he want to try to ride out a double down on a shaky investment? I don't know, but we're about to find out here shortly. Arkansas blasted by Missouri, 48-14. to Cody Schrader probably still running out there at the stadium, untouched on most of those runs, and it seems like, really truthfully, I mean, how can it not give you a little indigestion, right? It seems like, truthfully, this team was not ready to compete. Not ready to fight, not ready to go. And so now it's a question of what is 
you know, sufficient here at Arkansas? Do you want to let go of football? Maybe you do. Maybe you are so good at baseball and track and you're really good at men's basketball now, even though you had a bad weekend in the Bahamas, you lose two out of three down there. I think we did get an update during the postgame show on a side note here just a short while ago from the University of Arkansas and Tremont Mark. He's been released from a local hospital, had an MRI, no significant injury to his back. Apparently, he's okay. That's good to hear. 34 points to Tremont. Fell on his back with a minute left in that game against North Carolina. Arkansas loses two out of three there. Wednesday night, it's Duke, baby. Coming to Bud Walton Arena. And so away we go with it right around the corner on that front. But, um, you know, maybe you're, you're comfortable being that kind of school. Now, you're going to agree to a lot less revenue. That much is for sure. If you do that, you're committing to a future that is shaky at best. And maybe that's okay. Maybe you don't need football anymore. Maybe you're ready for Razorback Stadium to kind of melt to the ground like some new age version of the Coliseum. But if you're not, then you need to speak up. You know, if you're not, then you need to be vocal. This is not acceptable. Your football program is back in Chad Morris territory. If it wasn't okay when Chad Morris took you here, it shouldn't be okay when Sam Pittman takes you here into the ditch just because you want to have an old cold beer with him. I can't buy that. And look, I don't make the decisions. I don't call the shots. I obviously have some sway and influence. Otherwise, I wouldn't get such pushback from some folks at the Kremlin. But, you know, we've all got to draw our battle lines, don't we? Kind of like that rivalry game, supposedly. Missouri 8-2 and two now against Arkansas in the battle line rivalry. 8-2. and 8-2. and two. Oh. Sam Penn, there's no whiskey in it yet still, I promise. Sam, shortly. Sam Pittman still... Trying to toe the the party line. Trying to talk like he's coming back next year. How can you get recruits to commit to this right now? You don't think that's a that's a difficult process in its own right? I, I think really the only way out of this, and we're and we're gonna wrap this here shortly, folks. I'll read you some of these comments coming in, but really the only way out of this is by getting a different voice in there. Somebody different, somebody new, somebody fresh, a change of pace. I don't see the energy. I don't see the fight and fire out of this team. That is reflective of a coaching staff that is clearly not, you know, bringing it enough. It, it's not connecting the dots for the players. It's uh, it's not hitting home. And if it's, you know, if it's not hitting home for them, how is it hitting home for, for anybody else moving forward? All right, some thoughts here. As we get through the game grades, I mean, game grades are brutal. I mean, you're failing the offense, obviously. Defense, maybe you give a D for effort, right? Special teams, D. I mean, you can't be fumbling there and giving away points. Coaching staff, F. This isn't fun, right, when you do this. Crowd, mostly pro-Missouri, unfortunately. Four and eight for Arkansas this year. Who had four and eight on the scoreboard? One and seven in the SEC. And Razorback football, like, almost toying with it on the social media. I don't know why you're posting about a fourth-quarter touchdown. You know, late in the game, first career touchdown for Augusta. That's tough. Criswell to Armstrong, and they're just getting mercilessly trolled. Just merciless. Here's some of the responses coming in. Chris and Gravit, my man. Attendance is going to be bad next season if you don't do something. Mark, at what point do you not stop posting on social media? Just leave us alone. Justin, fire and change everything. 
fire the lunch lady if she's in the room too. How about Will? This was embarrassing tonight. I can't tolerate this. Uh, Kevin, man, almost had him, right? I mean, seriously. Lots of gifts. Caleb, it's unreal. The season's considered acceptable by our AD. Get ready for an empty stadium next year because nothing about this is okay. You got Sean right in saying the boxes are going to sell. I, I don't know. And they're certainly not selling for what you want to sell them for. Can't be a lot of confidence in this operation. Uh, how about Miranda? Sam Pittman farewell tour off to a rousing start. 4-12 and 12 in the SEC the last two years. Give the man a raise and extension. Unbelievable. Um, how about Rich writes in and says, I'm just here for the ratio. Mike, how about them hogs? What a day. Uh, Johnny, fold the program. Yanni, glad Missouri won their Super Bowl. But it is their Super Bowl, and they play it like a Super Bowl. And Arkansas does not. Um, Jim, you mean finally mercifully over from Fayetteville. Uh, what else? Keep moving here. Andy, man, this thing is brutal. I can't believe it keeps happening over and over. Matthew, embarrassing. Trashed at home all year. How do you explain such a lack of effort? Uh, who else do we have here? Peggy, Hunter Juracek has put himself in the crosshairs. It might be time for a change in direction at the top of this athletic department. If he can't see the running on the wall and everybody else can, what does that say about the direction he's headed in? I mean, that's... It's well-worded. Why don't I leave it at that? That was well-worded. Aubrey, how did Kennedy make it through the season? Philip, how is Kennedy our O-line coach? Taylor, Kennedy needs to go yesterday. I mean, you got a lot of this going on. And on, and on, and on. Folks, it was a brutal year. But you know what? We made it. We made it through a season. YouTube Universe, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, you name it. We'll get the podcast posted up for you all so you can listen back on your own time. I hope you're having a good Thanksgiving weekend. It was great to hear that Traymond Mark is doing well. Arkansas Razorback basketball, one and two in the Bahamas. But you know what? They're home for Duke on Wednesday night, and that is going to be a ton of fun. So I'm excited for that. People's post games done for football season. Obviously, no bowl game this year. I'm thinking we'll run one back here in a couple weeks. So I think it's what the week of the uh, December 8th, 9th, 10th. That's Saturday. We're going to aim to do one of these just for fun for, you know, what's and giggles um, just to keep it warm here on the seat after Arkansas, Oklahoma play at the BOK. So we'll do one there. But uh, after that, it's uh, sayonara for the holidays. Okay. Or hasta luego as the case may be. And we'll come right back around first week of January, every Saturday, uh, all season long, January, February, March, as long as they play, maybe into April. I uh, still think a lot of upside on this basketball team. Just right now, it is, uh, you know how it goes with Moss. It comes in fits and starts early, but man, that bus is rolling by the end of the year, right in the face of all the doubters. It's just how he does his thing. It's how he does it. So uh, we'll run one of these back in a couple weeks, and then first week of January, um, basketball, baby, as we get that thing going. Less than 15 minutes after every Hoops game, we'll hop on the air for an hour. And sound off on those, and hopefully it's a really fun basketball season. And on that note, my goodness, y'all were fantastic all season long. Thanks for coming with us and going on a journey. It feels like we're on a journey together three months into this operation. Not a happy football season, certainly not the football season I was hoping for. We got a new deal started, but it's what happened. You know what? We'll be able to. WAJB. This will be a very interesting weekend. 
It's been an interesting couple weeks to come. And you know what? If I got to be that voice out there who continues to clamor for change and call a spade a spade, then I'm that guy. I always have been that guy. I got nothing to be afraid of on that. Come after me, man. I'm speaking the truth here. Somebody's got to do it. Best sports radio audience in the universe. Doing it digital style now. We'll get this through the podcast gates in just a few, okay? You can check it back on your own time if you feel like it. Tell a friend. We'll call it good. Hawks finish the year. A little downtrodden. 4-8 and eight on the season. Missouri gets a big win. We'll talk more about it certainly next year in basketball. Duke on Wednesday night. I can't wait. Y'all have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy a couple days here. It's cool that tomorrow's a Saturday, isn't it? People's Post Game with your boy, JB. I'm Josh Bertuccini. Have a great night.